Hey grown-ups, it's Moral Sattar of Barely Bear Reimagined Fairy Tales. If you enjoy the stories, we'd appreciate your support by visiting the Patreon link in the description. Thanks so much and enjoy the stories. Pasha in Boots In the forests of Czechoslovakia, there once lived an old miller. He'd never married or had children of his own, but he hadn't needed to. Ten years before, a sweet little baby girl named Pasha, his brother's granddaughter in fact, had been left in the miller's care after all her family had been lost to a fire. The miller had been worried at first, for he knew nothing of raising children. But he cared for Pasha as if she was his own child. She had grown up strong and smart and so very brave, and she was a delight to everyone who knew her. But one winter, the old miller grew very sick. He could hardly sit up in his bed, and the thatched roof overhead shook with his every cough. Dried grasses would flutter down and stick in his hair and beard when this happened. But Pasha would only smile and pluck them out. I made you some more hot broth, Uncle, Pasha said proudly, trying to cheer up the old miller. Thank you, my dear girl, he replied weakly, falling back against the pillows. But I fear that broth won't be enough to save me this time. Pasha, you must go to another family and be a good help to them when I am gone. Please don't say such a thing, Uncle, she cried. You'll get better, you'll see. I will go for medicine for you. There is no medicine, and how would we even buy it? Winter came months ago, and there is no grain for me to mill. There will be no more money until the crops are harvested. But Pasha would not give up. She thought and thought of a plan. Staying up late into the night as her old uncle gasped for breath in his sleep. Finally, an idea came to her. Uncle will be so worried when he realizes I'm gone, Pasha thought to herself as she sliced bread for their supper. But there's nothing to be done about it. I must find a way to help him. The next morning, before the sun rose over the frozen ground, Pasha slipped out of her bed and wrote a note for her uncle to find. Then she put on her warmest clothes and put her feet into her uncle's sturdy boots and headed outdoors. In the empty barn, she found a burlap sack and some rope to tie it closed. She took a handful of grain that was left in the storeroom and scattered it in the bottom of the sack. Pasha walked deep into the forest, stopping only when she heard the calls of a cluster of pheasants. She hurried to open her sack wide so that the grain was showing. Then she hid behind a tree with the rope still in her hands. She had to wait an awfully long time. But once the pheasants went for the grain and began to peck at it greedily, Pasha gave a sharp tug on the rope. The plump, juicy pheasants were trapped inside. 
I can sell these delicious birds and buy Uncle his medicine, she thought happily. But too soon, she learned that no one had enough money to buy them. I'll trade you this crate of apples for one of the birds, though, a boy about her age offered. There aren't any spots of wormholes in them, I promise. Well, all right, Pasha thought, hoping someone might buy the apples to go with a pheasant. I can't buy a pheasant, the baker said, but I sure could use some apples for the pies I'm selling. I'll trade you this fine cake for your apples. Pasha's mouth watered hungrily. She hadn't had any cake in such a long time. No, she reminded herself. Uncle needs his medicine. I must sell the cake to get the money. But soon, she found that no one had any money to buy cake either. It was winter after all, and there would be no crops until summer. Everyone had to save every coin they had. Do you have anything you might trade? Pasha asked one person after another. I have this blanket I finished knitting. Comes from the wool of my own sheep, a woman said proudly. I have this old axe, a man said. Hadn't used it in years, so I thought I'd make a new handle for it. Just sharpen the blade, too. Soon, Pasha had so many things to trade with the villagers that she had to set up her wares on an overturned barrel. People lined up before her, their arms filled with different items that they might trade. A child traded the mittens he'd outgrown the year before for a new pair that fit him just right. A man traded three of his best egg-laying chickens for one of the large pheasants, and those three chickens went to a different farmer's wives in exchange for a wash tub, a sturdy pitcher, and a skillet. The tub and the pitcher and the skillet all went to a man who was new to the village and didn't own many things yet, though he had an entire side of beef to trade. The smoked and salted meat was divided up and traded among people for many items. Pasha looked out over the happy faces of the villagers and smiled sadly. It seemed as though everyone had become better off. People got rid of things they no longer wanted or needed while taking delight in having something new that they did need. Everyone's problems were solved, except hers. Today has been a good day, she thought to herself, trying to smile. But Uncle still doesn't have his medicine. I don't know what to do. Suddenly, the sound of dozens of hoofbeats echoed around the village. Everyone stopped and watched as a parade of horses thundered past, followed by a beautiful carriage. The procession stopped when a man inside the carriage called out to his horsemen. What's all of this? The man asked, stepping down from the carriage and smiling. Is it some sort of festival? What a delightful thing to find in the dreary winter. All at once, the people bowed before the king, the head of the village stepped forward. Uh, if it please your majesty, we are having the most unusual sort of day, he said. He explained what everyone was doing, that everyone was trading things they no longer used for things that they needed. What a smart idea, the king called out, clapping his hands. But why do you not just buy new things? For a moment, 
No one spoke. Finally, someone replied in a soft voice, begging your pardon, your majesty, but we have no money for new things. We are farmers, and we must save all our money to last us until the summer when our crops have grown. No money? Until summer? But that is a half a year away, the king cried, looking around as though someone could explain it. You mean to tell me that you have no money until then? The crowd quietly murmured in agreement, while the king looked horrified. I had no idea this will never do. I will send my advisor right away to come to the village and knock on every door. You are all to tell him precisely what you need, and I will see to it that everyone has all they require. The people cheered and thanked the king, but Pasha was only a little bit happier. She was glad the people would have what they needed, but that still didn't help her uncle. It took all of her courage, but she came forward and bowed deeply to the king. Your majesty, forgive me for saying so, but there are some of us who cannot wait for your advisor. I planned all of this today in order to get money for my uncle. He's very, very sick and needs medicine. I'm worried about what will happen if we must wait too much longer. The king looked down at Pasha and smiled. You did all of this. You helped all these people and made them so happy? She nodded shyly. Then you must be a very smart girl. I will most certainly need someone with your kind of mind in my court when you are older. For now, though, I will send my personal physician to go with you to your house. The kind king lifted his hand and waved to a kindly-looking man on one of the horses. Sir Nikolai, go with this young lady and tend to her uncle. Stay with him until he is well. Then report back to me personally on what he requires. Oh, thank you, your majesty, Pasha cried, clasping her hands together as tears of joy filled her eyes. The king looked down at her with wonder. No, my dear, thank you. If you had not done all of this in order to help your uncle, I would never have known that my subjects needed my help. You have saved not only him, but everyone. We all owe you a debt of gratitude. Pasha stood up a little taller, her uncle's boots coming up to her knees. She had worked so hard to help him and ended up helping everyone she knew, even the king. It made her feel proud, as though she could do anything. And don't forget... The king called over his shoulder as he headed back towards his carriage. Always use your wonderful mind to help others. Pasha nodded, making a silent promise to do just that. The End Thank you for listening to a Barely Bear production. If you enjoyed this story, please leave a review. We also have downloadable worksheets at barelybear.com. 